Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Lydia Pepin. Lydia is a Canadian oil painter. She's exhibited at galleries and events across Ontario and has paintings in private collections across the world. Her oil paintings depict views of the everyday life where they focus on natural light, warm colors, and strong composition. Pepin's portrait paintings demonstrate her gift at capturing both visual appearance and the unique personality of her subjects, bringing them to life on canvas. Her painting process is personal and engaged, and she prefers to meet her subjects in person and let their personalities inform her painting. Well, Lydia, welcome to An Artist Speaks. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. Look forward to an interesting time in speaking with you today. And let's start off by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. So I think you've already covered a lot of the bases, but um, <laughs> so I'm an oil painter. I'm an old painter from Ottawa, Canada. I've been painting professionally for the last few years um, after a few changes of career. And I'm a part-time professor at a college nearby. And what do you teach at the college? Mostly arts. Um, so I used to work in the animation industry. Um, so the animation is in cartoons for children and um, worked on TV shows um, for Nickelodeon and companies as such. And um, I got contacted by the college and asked if I was interested in teaching the third-year animation students. And I teach, I sort of help them get into the industry. I teach them about the industry, um, the standards of how how to prepare themselves as artists in a fast-paced environment, and I also give them drawing lessons. Well, that has to be uh, very rewarding. So, Ladia, you must find that very rewarding. I do. It is a very rewarding experience. Um, I have very talented students who are very excited to learn, and it's great to help them sort of pursue that passion and help them develop it. So it has been Mm -hmm. fantastic. Well, let's talk a little about you. When did uh, you first uh, realize that you had talent or became interested in art? Actually, it was a long process for me. I I was always interested in the arts. I started very young drawing. I was that kid that instead of work, you know, playing with other people outside, I would spend hours drawing. Uh, <laughs> and I <laughs> think... <laughs> a lot of time drawings. I must have driven my parents crazy. Um, and I, it's always something that was very interesting to me. And I, it kind of, everything kind of stumbled together. I, I was drawing all the time and I was painting all the time. And I sort of, I didn't pursue a career right away, though. It was something I think I was afraid of. Um, following my passion was 
a little scary because you there's this sort of concept that you can't really make money in arts and you can't really have a career mm-hmm. in arts. So I was a little afraid, right. and I got a job in the government, and I, it was good. It was interesting. I enjoyed it. I loved the people I worked with, but I still, it just wasn't, it really wasn't my cup of tea. I What I enjoyed was painting, and it was sort of this thing on the side that I couldn't really fully pursue, and I did a change of career. I went into the animation industry, which is, you know, arts. Um, mm-hmm. But it still wasn't enough because at that point, you're actually painting and drawing for someone else. And all this led me in the end into I had to pursue it. I, I loved painting. I loved drawing. <laughs> and I was starting to get, you know, posting on social media, get noticed. And I realized that I just had to to try it, just follow my passion and actually give myself a chance to become an artist. And I did, and I haven't looked back since. Well, that is wonderful, and uh, congratulations on that. So Thanks. To tell the audience, if you will, then let's uh, talk about you do predominantly portraits. So kind of walk us through the, your process on a painting. Right. Um, yeah, portraiture has been something I've been very interested in in over the last few years, uh, I think because it's so, you're, you're, it's like having a conversation with someone. You're learning about them, you're observing them, and you're trying to capture something more than a visual appearance. I want to capture their personality too. Um, I want that to shine through. So the way someone laughs or the way someone will squint their eyes or the way someone will be either timid or um, very happy-go-lucky or very serious. I want this to shine through the painting. So it's really important for me to not just paint from pictures. Um, I think it's important to sit down with the person, get to know them a little bit so I can actually have their essence shine through the painting. Um, so most of the time now, I, unless it's not possible, uh, there, uh, I mean, sometimes they're in another country or if the person is mm-hmm. not with us anymore, it's another story. But right. in most of the cases, I will sit down mm-hmm. with the person, get to know them. Um, I will then do a photo shoot with them, try to capture as many pictures as I can and observe them, and I will paint from the pictures. Well, and then once you start painting, do you predominantly paint in oils, right? Is that correct? Yes, yeah, only oil. Um, I know that I have anything against other mediums, but I find oil the way the 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 colors can achieve so much more. They're the semi. You can mm-hmm. get some semi-transparent colors with oil, um, and you can build up and create something very lifelike. Uh, that I find I can't really achieve with other mediums. I did, yeah, it's I find oil is the best for portraiture, definitely. So on average, how long does it take you once you start uh, putting paint on canvas to complete uh, a portrait painting? Oh wow, uh, way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very hard on myself. It's really funny because I'm not hard on other people. I'm very hard on myself. Um, I and when I wanted it has to look exactly the way I want it to look. So there are times that I start mm-hmm. over, I'm not gonna lie. 
But on average, it's really, it really depends on the size of the painting. But I'd say it's a minimum probably of 50 hours, and it can go up depending mm-hmm. on the size and the amount of people. I mean, the more, the more people on a portrait, because I'll do double portraits sometimes or family paintings, it takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But it's definitely a long process. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like uh, that you. I think all artists have that uh, that they're hard on themselves. Um, I think most artists that I talk to uh, uh, find it hard to determine when that painting is finished. Oh, definitely, definitely. And it's a bit of a joke too when I when I teach students because I find um, artists tend to go through a roller coaster of, I'm doing mm-hmm. fantastic, actually, this is terrible. Actually, this is not so bad. Oh, I'm doing terrible. And it's <laughs> a roller coaster today, so even in my students. Um, it's hard because especially art is something that is very subjective. And it's something mm-hmm. that you, um, it's something very personal as well. You don't really, when you work say, in a studio or any kind of a job, usually you have a group of people and you all make a decision together. Um, art is mm-hmm. something that you're you're on your own to make all the decisions, so it can be a lot of pressures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's normal. <laughs> I usually tell my students, "Don't worry, it's normal. Just don't be too hard on yourself. Um, and if you're passionate and you really work hard on something, it's gonna you'll excel at it. Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> now, if I should, you know, if I just followed my own advice, it would go well. But yeah. <laughs> Well, that that's always the case, you know. Uh, we shouldn't follow our own advice, but emotions and uh, you know that uh, perfection gets in the way of that sometimes. Of course, yeah. I think perfectionism is not a bad thing, though. Um, it means that you're you finish your work, you work hard, you mm-hmm. you want to achieve a certain level of of. Um, quality and that's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. no it's not and uh, I know you have a very successful business in uh, doing portraits and that uh, that means that uh, people are recommending you and 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 your customers have liked your work and uh, so you're you're successful at it so that is a very strong statement oh thank you it's, it's definitely this sort of uh, industry where it's word of mouth a lot. I think most of the mm-hmm. most of the portrait commissions I've had recently were people recommend, recommending me to someone else um, mm-hmm. to do that, and it's and it's been it's been fantastic too. I mean, even for me, not just in terms of getting commissions, but I get to meet so many wonderful people um, mm-hmm. from all types of industry, from everywhere in the world. Um, and it's always such a wonderful experience. <laughs> well, tell us, uh, has there been uh, someone, a teacher, parent, friend, or another artist or that has influenced you in your uh, art career? Oh, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm someone who definitely believes in learning. I I want to keep learning for the rest of my life, um, and I love um, discovering new people and discovering new artists and seeing how they approach certain things. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of who influenced me, I mean, 
I think one of the artists that influences my artwork a lot, um, his name is Glenn Keane. He's really famous in the animation industry. I'm not sure if he is otherwise, but Glenn Keane is this mm-hmm. fantastic artist um, who is wonderful at capturing human emotion. Um, and he, the way he approaches his art, the way he understands things, the way he, his draftsmanship is just absolutely wonderful. Um, and he has a way of, of drawing and doing, he does a little short animation hand-drawn and they're so wonderful and they give you a rush of emotion. I can't really explain just because he understands human nature so well. Um, and it's definitely something that uh, influences my work. I want to be able to capture that as well. And I want my paintings, obviously, to touch people. I wanted that when you're looking at one of my paintings that you feel warm or you feel connected or um, that you feel like you're looking at someone, um, that they're there. And it's I've definitely been influence a lot on on that end um and i'm hoping to keep on discovering new artists i can i think we all sort of feed on each other right we all learn from each other um and as part of being an artist well i can tell you i've always always been amazed at uh, portraiture the that some artists have that ability just to to make the person look so lifelike um I can't draw stick people very well, and so I'm just always amazed at that. My wife's an artist, but she's an abstract artist. So when we go to the galleries, uh, we usually part ways. <laughs> she goes to the abstract, and I go to the portraits. <laughs> but um, well, there's a the thing, right? Art is sort of saying art is. Um... It's subjective. It's to everybody. We all have mm-hmm. a personal taste, and mm-hmm. there's a place for all types of art. I think. I mean, there should be more art mm-hmm. in this world, if anything. Um, abstract is a very interesting way of approaching things, and I think it's towards emotions again, and mm-hmm. it's a little bit more free flowing um, versus mm-hmm. portraiture or something. You're you're more trying to honor someone. You're trying to Right. commemorate someone to bring to life um, their personality and who they were and who they are. Um, so it's a very, it's a diff- definitely very different type of art. And I don't actually do just port- just portraiture. I, I very much enjoy portraiture, but um, I think there's something nice to it sometimes letting go and um, not focusing on that, maybe focusing more on um, life and emotions and colors. So I do a little bit of, of that as well. I've never tried abstract, though. I, maybe at some point. Well, Maria, we're uh, about halfway through the show. Um, I think it's would be a good spot to take a commercial break. And then when we come back, we'll, uh, you can tell us uh, some of the projects that you're currently working on. Sounds good. And I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Lydia Pepin's artwork by going to Contemporary Art Gallery Online, uh, click on the Search by Art, Search by Artist, and then look under the Featured Artist tab for Lydia's art. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, 
click on the artist member corner and follow the prompts under the member application process tab. And if you're a designer, an architect, or just a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists from around the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, and, of course, by the individual artist. And again, to view Lydia Pepin's beautiful art, just click on the Search by Artist tab, go to the Featured Artist Gallery, and then look for Lydia Pepin's name. Lydia, what uh, kind of projects are you currently working on? Well, lately has it's been very busy. Um, I've been working on a few different projects that have been extremely interesting. Um, so one of the recent one it's uh, it's a Canada's 150th at the moment, um, and we are doing a collective art exhibit with some local artists um, to commemorate this. And it's been traveling throughout the country. So that has been mm-hmm. an interesting project that I've very much enjoyed. Um, I've also been working on a few different portrait commissions at the moment. And I'm starting to put together an exhibit for the summer um, where i am been painting a lot of... Um, ballerinas, some flamenco dancers, um, and this one is a bit of a pet project for me just for, this. it's it's a project more for me, I'm not going to lie. I've always enjoyed going to see, um, so I love going to the National Arts Center and see um, ballets and see dancers. I think it's an absolutely wonderful art form. And I wanted to capture that. I wanted to see that beauty and capture it. And mm-hmm. so this is what I'm focusing on for this summer. Wow, it sounds like you have been very busy. Now, are you in the first, uh, is that a collaboration with other artists? Are you working together on this? Or are you just, or are you just each one's making their own individual art with that as a kind of a theme? The art exhibit for the 150th of Canada is a collective thing for, I think, about 15 different artists um, commemorating the 150th. And um, it's been a wonderful experience. It's my first time, actually. I've done a few collaborative artwork, but never to, to that scale. And it's been really interesting. We've all been giving the same theme, and it's been very interesting to see how all the different artists have been interpreting it. So then on your one uh, for that you're preparing this show, uh, where is the show going to be? Actually, um, this has been... I'm not 100% sure yet as of now. Um, I've had some interest um, in Europe, but I'm... Mm-hmm. There are times that I actually enjoy having my own art exhibit, um, so it's, it's fun to go with galleries and it's, it's, there's, there's something interesting with that, but actually when you're having your own art exhibit, it's nice to, to be able to put it together yourself, um, and right. sort of set it up the way you want it to be set up. And I sort of wanted to make it more interactive this time. I wanted to bring a little bit of the animation world into the art of painting, um, maybe have, uh, different types of music. I wanted to show... Um, I'm doing sort of this little series where you see the dancer moving through the different canvases. 
uh, a little bit like you oh, would yeah. in a, a, an animation. So this is, so mm-hmm. it's not yet put together. This is something I've started working on. Um, and as I said, it's a bit of a pet project for me. I've, I've just been sort of letting, um, I've just let, been letting it speak to me. Uh, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, that is an interesting approach, uh, mixing in the animation. I think that would be very uh, entertaining as well as uh, interesting to, to see uh, all of that kind of coming together. I hope so. I hope I, I hope that there, I'm going to be able to um, translate that, yeah. <laughs> Lydia, when you're normal week uh how much time do you spend uh in in front of the easel painting in front of the easel uh a lot more than i should probably um <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one of those i've uh i've always been dedicated when i work but i think when i start painting it's something i get very lost into um and so i'll start mm. in the morning and then i blink and before you know it, it's dark outside. I should probably get some more fresh air more often, but um, <laughs> I'm, I love what I do. I really do. And it's, so I spend most of my days in front of the easel, which is partly why I think I took the teaching job as well. I mean, I, I enjoy teaching, mm-hmm. but it's also a very good excuse to step out of the house and uh, right. talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm I'm sure there's a lot of other painters who feel the same way. You're sort of in your studios and you're passionately painting and loving what you mm-hmm. do and um it's it's good to step out and take some fresh air and talk to people and not just do Yeah. Well no, that's true. I think uh and you're right. Most painters are generally very introverted. Uh not always, but uh it seems like a the majority are and introspective and so they usually play well by themselves but on the other hand, uh they they do they do uh need to and and it's true the one the one thing i always tell people about artists uh when they say well we don't want to be an artist you know i say well you've got to join join our art groups you know get involved with other artists because you can feed off the creativity and the thing I find is that most artists like talking about what they do and how they do it. So if you say, geez, how did you get, you know, that look on that canvas? You know, they'll tell you. It's not, you know, they're, they're excited about it. And they're, and they're great about sharing, you know, tricks of the trade or some talents that they've developed, that type of thing. Definitely. I I think, well, if- Surprisingly, actually, I'm a, I'm a very shy person. I don't particularly like talking about myself, but um, I think painting and drawing is often, for the artist, their way of communicating, how they feel, their way of communicating mm-hmm. their view on things. Um, so communicating is not always our strength unless it's on a canvas or on a paper. Um, right. I definitely would never have made it as a lawyer. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you're an artist, and I'm glad that you're teaching. I I love the fact that you're doing that as well, because the world needs more artists. Thank you. 
it's it's been wonderful to go back into teaching. I find that it's been absolutely wonderful to there's something so inspiring to have young people who are very passionate about what they do and they have a thirst for learning. And it's so exciting a time to just be, um, you know, help them draw. And then finally, it's sort of like they have an epiphany and they kind of understand something. And to see that sort of moment of clarity where they're like, I get it, I understand now. And you see a huge change um, in their drawing or in their art. It's it's very gratifying, and it's and it's fantastic too to see young people like that that are so excited about what they do and that they want to learn so much and um, they want to improve and keep an open mind and learn from each other too. Um, and I think social media has been helping a lot with that as well. Where we have all those artists now that are they're at our fingertip, right? We can communicate mm-hmm. with each other. We can learn from each other. I have people sometimes contacting me from um, all parts of the world asking me questions or, hey, I, I saw mm-hmm. you did this. How do you, could you explain this to me? Or could you tell me how you achieved this look? And I think it's it's fantastic. And we we can talk to anybody across the world and learn from each other and it's definitely, um, it's, uh, internet and social media has actually its positive notes on that end. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I agree, and I think uh, you really, you know, you're, it's a great point that uh, I've often said, well, if, what would have happened if all the great masters of their day, back in the day, could have communicated like we do today? So, view each other's art from, you know, halfway around the world, uh, talk, speak, or type, or whatever, and communicate, it'd be, you know, Lord knows what would have came out of all of that talent back then. So, you know, I think we do have a great advantage with the technology today to for artists to, to interact and, and to grow in their skills and talent. Definitely, yeah. Unfortunately, though, I think at the same time, so there's there's that positive in terms of we have access to all this knowledge and we have access to, um, you know, all this information that we didn't before. If you had a few books in a Mm -hmm. library, that's all you had, versus now we can have Mm -hmm. access to so much more. But at the same time, I feel like art is not a priority anymore the way it used to be. It's maybe not as respected of a form that it used to be, unfortunately. Um, And yet I'm seeing a transition to people going back to buying art, which is fantastic. Um, I I think for a while there was a sort of – people were buying a lot of, um, you know, mass prints from companies. Um, and there was, I think there's been a shift nowadays where people are buying local and people are realizing that um, I can either have a print that everybody else has in their living room or I can buy, you know, pay a little bit more and buy this art from an artist that actually really speaks to me um, that mm-hmm. I look at every day and makes me feel a certain way. And... I'm glad that there's a shift, right? I think when if you're going to buy something from your home for your home, it should be something that you're very that you 
feel passionate about, that you feel happy to have every day in your home, um, that it should speak to you, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's even more exciting too that you can you can buy something and you can know about the artist at the same time. Um, I think right. something that maybe back in the day too. Um, you would buy something or people would buy art and they wouldn't always know much about the artist. This is nowadays with social media. You can know a little bit more about them, about their passion, and you can connect with mm-hmm. them um, on that on that way, well, that way. So, No, that's great insight. Uh, and I know just from my involvement with art galleries and art shows that uh, we're seeing a tremendous amount of... Uh, retirees that uh, you alluded to earlier that, uh, you know, they were told, oh, you can't make a living in art. And so they chose other fields of endeavor and put their art on a back burner or stifled it. Some some tried to keep up doing it, you know, part-time or on weekends or those types of things. But, you know, they've gotten to a point in their life where uh, they have time again, and a lot of them are, are picking back up the art that they had left behind in their young adulthood. And I think that's just wonderful, too. It is, yeah. I, I think on that end, it's, it's funny how there has been a shift in the way people think. And I see that people are, it's great. A new generation isn't as scared anymore to pursue what they really love. And there's mm-hmm. an open-mindedness that is happening um, on that end where they they realize that they don't have to, um, they don't have to all, to go for a job that they might be, you know, 30 years in the mm-hmm. same job. Nowadays, there's a shift where people can work um, different jobs and sort of pursue their passion and, I think I think the new generation's not as scared, which is good. They're they're ready right, to take right. a risk, and, um, and it's it's great to see. And I mean, if you do what you love, chances are you're going to excel at it, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that means there's going to be more people doing jobs that they actually want to do, excelling at it. It can only be good for society, mm-hmm. really. That is great. Yes, and I agree, and I see a lot of that. You're right. The, younger generation they they want to work for themselves uh, they're going to follow their passion uh, I, a lot of times I tell young people you know if if especially when you come right out of college you know go do what your passion is see if you can don't listen to what anybody else said about well can you make a living go see you know go experience go do what your passion is because you're young enough you can you know you don't have the weight of responsibilities that in, you know, somewhere in five to 10 years are going to start, you know, being piled on you. And that's true. You, you, I think you're seeing a lot doing it and they're being very successful. And of course that's, I think that's great. You know, now they're doing their passion and they're not in some nine to five job that they, that they don't like, or maybe they like, but it's still not their passion. So, you know, you should do your passion every chance you get. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And when you love what you do, you will spend hours on end. Um, I, mm-hmm. I've been told so many times when I left the government at first, uh, people thought I was completely mm-hmm. crazy. They were like, you're, you're leaving a pension. <laughs> you're leaving a good job. Mm-hmm. It's true, but I wasn't 
I wasn't giving my 100%. I was working hard. I'm not saying I was slacking. I definitely wasn't. But right. I didn't I didn't feel passionate about it. I didn't I it wasn't really motivating me. And so when I left before, you know, I've had comments. I'm not mm-hmm. you know, just not just my parents, but people were worried. It's like, are you sure that's what you want to do? And I, oh, to be honest, I always got jobs and everything I pursued because if you're really working hard, you will you will succeed in anything you really desire as long as you put the effort in it. Um, right. And when I went into the animation industry, things went really well because it's something I really wanted, something I really enjoyed. And um, same thing for painting has been maybe I've been lucky too, but things have been really good. I. I love painting. I put a lot of effort in it. Um, I paint all the time and I try and discover. And I actually force myself every morning to sit down and um, read about art history, do some discoveries just to keep everything fresh and keep myself. uh, I want to be a student for life. I think it's also very important of whatever you decide to do, especially for young artists to to not get um, stagnant, to really keep learning, keep researching, um, and discovering things. Lydia, that's great advice, and uh, I want to thank you for joining us today on An Artist Speaks. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I've certainly enjoyed our time together, and uh, I wish you uh, the best of success uh, in your ongoing in art endeavors and know that you will be and we look forward to seeing more of your art thank you very much and i also want to thank our listeners for being with us today and again to view lydia pepin's stunning art to listen to this interview and of course purchase some of lydia's art visit us at contemporary art gallery online i want to let all the artists listening in today know that contemporary art gallery online hosts a monthly art competition with exhibition Uh, every month so to enter your art just click on the art competition tab and follow the prompts and you can check out all of our upcoming competitions and exhibitions as well and if you're an architect interior designer or a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls then visit us at contemporary art gallery online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. So please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. And Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll meet again in two weeks. But next Saturday at this time, be sure to listen to our show, The Business of Art, hosted by artist and published author Sharon Hawkshaw, as she shares tips and ideas on how artists can grow their business. Again, thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.